we want to welcome you guys to a very special Tuesday night prayer meeting here at Thrive Church. You, usually we meet on site, but you know, over the past few months, for obvious reasons, we've been meeting online this way, and hopefully you've been getting used to it. Hopefully uh, you've found that it's also a great way to connect with one another. I look forward to every Tuesday night, but especially tonight. I believe tonight's going to be a really special, really significant night, and I'm so glad that you're here. Would you turn neighbor and say, I'm glad you're here. I'm so glad that you guys are here. And uh, thank you so much, Alice, for leading us in some songs just now. And whether you're watching online uh, and you're at home or you're in the car or you're in the office right now, or if you're here in Vancouver, Canada, where we are, uh, or you're somewhere else around the world, a huge welcome to each and every one of you. I want to especially welcome our very special guests here tonight who are joining me here at the Thrive Soundstage. Uh, will you please give it up for Pastor Tim, for Paul, and for our Will, can we give them a big hand tonight? Give them a big hand. Yeah, I see some hands uh, in, the, in the Zoom meeting right now. A big, huge welcome to you guys and a big thank you to you guys for taking your time to be here with us tonight for what I hope and pray is going to be just a really uplifting, really memorable, really significant, really encouraging time as we get into a topic that isn't always the easiest to talk about, but such an important one that we're talking about today. Uh, for those of you who are joining us and you're new to our community here at Thrive, maybe just started recently joining us online at Thrive Church Online, uh, a huge welcome to you guys. It's so great to have you as part of our church family, even though we've never met face-to-face before. It's so great to have you here. Uh, and just to kind of introduce a little bit more our panel here tonight, uh, you know, a couple of these faces you may have already recognized from the church services we have online. Pastor Tim, of course, uh, is here. Give it up for Pastor Tim. Good to have him here. Uh, he gave a powerful message this past Sunday, uh, and uh, always great to have him here. Uh, to my far right is Raul. You've seen Raul before as the online host, uh, and a big, uh, uh, you know, just a big, uh, a big hand for him, a big welcome to him. Uh, and uh, not just that, but uh, last but certainly not least, we have Paul here right in the middle. Let's give Paul a big hand. For those of you, this might be your first time to see Paul on camera on camera here. Uh, and yes, he is just as good looking in person as he is on camera. Let, let me tell you that right now. Uh, and uh, let me tell you is uh, I, I want to thank you guys so very much for taking time out of your schedules to be here tonight. Uh, not only are you guys special guests in our prayer meeting, but I can say from the bottom of my heart that you guys are my dear friends. You guys are my brothers in Christ. Uh, you guys are family. And I'm just so thankful that you guys took the time to join me here at the sound stage that we have here at our Thrive Church building. A big thank you to our volunteers and our staff for for making tonight possible as well. but uh, you know, for for those of you who know Pastor Tim, you know you know a bit of Ra- a bit from Raul from because the fact that you see them so often on camera. Uh, for Paul, I guess for for those of you who don't know Paul, uh, Paul, you've been coming to church uh, to to thrive here for what about two years, two three years now, right? Close to two years yeah, now. Close yeah, to close to two, two years. years. Yeah, use that mic. Yeah, and uh, the fact is that you uh, you you came uh, from Nigeria, uh, moved here to Canada with your family, right? And uh, you first moved to Toronto, right? And then how yes. how long did you, how long did you, how old were you when you moved to Toronto? Um, I was twenty five. Twenty five years old. Yeah. Okay. Okay, awesome. Uh, and by the way, uh, just to let you know a little secret, it's Paul's birthday tomorrow, all right? Can you give Paul a big hand uh, and just wish him a happy uh, 18th birthday, even though he was 25 when he got to Toronto? Uh, <laughs> the fact is, yeah, big happy birthday to, uh, to Paul. Uh, you were 25 years old uh, when you came to Toronto, and then uh, and you moved here to Vancouver, uh, to, I guess, to study, right? Yeah, to study. Yeah, and yeah. studying construction engineering at BICIT, BCIT, a smart guy. Now you're working in in the industry as yeah. well. Uh, amazing to have you here. You know, one of the things I love about Paul 
uh, in addition to uh, him being, uh, you know, the best male dresser in our church, you know, just, just, you know, so good looking. Yeah. He's like, he's like, the, he's like, he's like Thrive's top model. Uh, in addition to that, uh, even more than that, far more than that is uh, I've always appreciated Paul's genuineness, uh, his sincerity, uh, his humility, uh, you know, your faith in God. Your, and, and it's just one of those things where every time I'm with you, I'm encouraged. Every time I'm with you, I'm inspired. Uh, and so give Paul a big hand as well as we, as, uh, as, as we spend some time together tonight uh, at prayer meeting. So hopefully you've got, gotten acquainted with, with all, all three of you. Actually, Paul, how, how did you find out about Thrive Church, by the way? Like, um, actually, when I moved to uh, BC, uh, because I'm used to going to church, right? Yeah, right. Uh, I... I didn't. I didn't have a place because I didn't know anyone here, so I didn't have a place to 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 stay. I was I was in a hotel for like a week. Yeah. Uh, wow. During the, when the when the school resumed, right? I was yeah. just like in the hotel for like for a week. Then I when school started, I met a friend like in school. Mm-hmm. And he said he he has a place close by, like in. Uh, uh, Bogville area. Okay. So yeah. In, so in in Richmond here. In Richmond. Yeah. So okay. If I I can come and live uh, with him for now. So awesome. I I I joined him. I moved in then. Yeah. Uh, so on Sunday, no, on Saturday of one Saturday of it, when I just got to Richmond, I was okay. I was planning on come, going to church. Yeah. I said okay. Let me just. Uh, I asked my friend. He said uh, there's one church around the the house. I didn't. I didn't like the church. So okay. I said, let me just Google uh, any church around me. Yeah. So I saw like two that I like. Yeah. So fortunately, I had to pick uh, Tribe Church. I believe it was, uh, it was God that led me to Amen. do that. Yeah. Amen. Yeah I, yeah. I believe it was God that led me to do that. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, it's amazing to have you in our church family. It's amazing to have each of you guys in our church family. Uh, love that you guys are here. And uh, let me tell you this is um, tonight, we are not talking about the easiest topic, but it is a big topic. It's a topic that uh, you know a lot of people are talking about around the world right now. We're talking about race and racism tonight. And let me tell you, as we begin this, uh, th- this conversation tonight, is that um, this is not a political issue uh, as much as it is a spiritual issue. Uh, tonight, we're not talking about politics. Are you conservative? Are you liberal? Are you right? Are you left? It's not, it's not about that. Uh, because we believe that uh, when it's about people, it's a God issue. And that God cares about people. God cares about how we see one another. God cares about how we treat one another. Uh, God cares about how we love one another. And that's why for us, uh, this is such an important issue, such an important topic that we want to be talking about because we don't just want the world to be talking about it. We want the church to be talking about it as well uh, so that you know, we as a church family have a good grasp on this issue and, and how we're to respond to that as followers of Jesus. Um, and so today we're talking about race and racism. Um, and you know, in many ways, the reason why we're here is because uh, you know, all around the world over the past few weeks, there's been just a lot of news, a lot of different protests, demonstrations, uh, you know, uh, against racism. Uh, and, you know, it's, it's one of those where if we could point to one incident that happened the past uh, several weeks uh, that kind of really kind of brought this all to a tipping point, uh, I would have to point to May 25th, which is when, uh, you know, George Floyd, a black man in Minneapolis in the United States, uh, he uh, was apprehended by police. Uh, and he 
uh, was not armed. He wasn't resisting arrest. He was brought down to the ground face down. He was handcuffed. Uh, and for some reason, even though he wasn't armed, even though he wasn't resisting arrest, um, you know, and wasn't really posing seemingly any kind of threat, uh, the, uh, and, and he was down on the ground handcuffed, the, the, there, there was a white male officer, police officer, who, who for some reason insisted on putting his knee, pushing his knee against George Floyd's neck, uh, not just for a minute, but for nine minutes, almost nine minutes. And despite George Floyd saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, about 16 times, even calling out for his mom. Um, it, it was one of those things where um, this, this police officer continued to do so. And as a result, George Floyd suffocated to death uh, right on the streets of Minneapolis. And, uh, you know, it was one of those, uh, when I saw the footage, it, it, it broke my heart. It was just one of those things that I, I just couldn't believe. But I, I wanted to hear first from you, Paul, like, because, I mean, as a result of this incident, you know, we have, uh, that sparked protests around the world, gotten the attention of so much of the world about, uh, you know, racism, especially racism against black people uh, in the States and even like across the world. Um, and I, I wanted to hear from you in terms of when, when you heard the news of that, of that killing, when you, when you saw the footage, even like, like what, what was going through your mind? Like what, what, what were you thinking? What were you feeling at that time? Uh, when I when I saw the video, I was I was uh, I was devastated. Like to see uh, someone like crying for help, crying for pleading for his life, and uh, nothing was done about it. Yeah, and um, but the, the, the you know was was. Uh, was funny about it is not is not new, right? He wasn't the first person that was that was killed like that. He uh, there has been like hundreds of cases of for sure of people or like people of color yeah that have been murdered in, like by by the cops, right? Yeah. yeah. So what 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 surprised me in that video was that uh, the cop was was um, he he took for me this for this from my perspective he took he took pleasure in in killing that man like mm. it was just it was just someone was he, the full grown man was begging for his life yeah and you are you are the person that was supposed to protect him mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and you end up killing him yeah that's like to me, it's, it's inhuman, right? Yeah. You can't just do yeah. things like that. Yeah. As a cop, you are supposed to protect lives and self, right? right? Yeah. Uh, but it's something that has been over the years, not just in, this, in the United States. All over the world, there's racism right. in, in our community, in, even in the places of work where we see racism it will, everywhere. Yeah. So it was... Um, and another thing is that another thing that surprised me about the video is that uh, this thing has been happening before, and nothing was done about it. So, do we have to? The question I ask myself is: Do we have to wait for someone to film a murder right. before we can do something about injustice? Yeah, in, no, that's a great thought. In our communities, is, is this something? That's something we should like ask ourselves. Mm -hmm. Do we have to see a video of 
of of of a black man or a person of color being yeah. murdered. Yeah. Before we can do something. Yeah. No, that's not that's not what God wants us to do. That's not what God's like. God God is is love. God mm -hmm. created us for us to love one another. Mm -hmm. Amen. Yeah. But when we see things like this, it breaks my heart. Yeah. It breaks like not just not because I am black, right? But because I am human. Amen. Yeah. Right. I don't think I don't think any person born of a of a woman will see that video and remain the same. Yeah. I don't think so. For sure. That's really well said, Paul. And you know, I. I, I you know, thanks so much for sharing that. You know, I, I would say this is that I think a lot of us who are who are watching this prayer meeting tonight, I mean, we and and maybe like myself find ourselves in a bit of a bubble sometimes. Is that it took a video like that, I think, to raise a lot of awareness yeah. for people who had no idea that actually this happens often, that this is not something that is an isolated incident, but this is, you know, George Floyd's passing, his killing uh was something that um is with the one of countless incidents of senseless violence against black people in America. And, 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 and it's one of those where even since George Floyd, we've have, had news of, you know, there's Richard Brooks, you know, uh, just a few weeks before there was Breonna Taylor. Yeah. It, it was just, it was, it's kind of, it's just, it's so this is, it's, it's kind of like, it's, there, it's this one incident that seemed to spark so much uh, movement and, and protest, but it's, it's certainly not an isolated incident. And, and I guess my question for you, Paul, is like growing up, I mean, you're you're 25 years old when we moved to Canada, but like since coming to Canada, living here in North America, like what's been your experience? Like, have have you experienced racism? Like, ha, like have have there been incidents of that for you? Yeah, um, I was I was lucky enough not to uh, to end up like George Floyd, right? I was my case was different. It was different. Uh, you. You're familiar with Toronto because you school in Toronto. Yeah, I, I, I lived there for a few, um, few years. Yeah, I was, I was coming from it because my brother live in, um, you know, Jane and Finch. You know, yep. Jane and Finch. Yeah, I, I used to live right in that area too. Okay, yeah. you yeah. know, Jane and Finch. Yeah. I was my brother live around there, mm -hmm. and uh, I was I went to visit him. Uh, he, he had his he had his birthday party. Then I was at night. I was going back home. Then I decided because I live on. Kipling and Stays, you know Kipling and Stays. Yeah. So I was okay. I decided to take Stays to my to my house. So two minutes into into my journey, I saw a cop driving from opposite direction. Then, you know, this the speed limit is sixty. So I wasn't driving very fast because I don't I don't I don't drink. So I wasn't under influence of alcohol. So I was I'm meeting a speed limit. And immediately I saw like uh, a car, like cops uh, at my back. I pulled over. I I pulled over and he he came to me and he, he asked me to 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 give him my, my document, my driver's license and my papers. Then I gave it to him. So you, you were under the speed limit. Yeah, I was under you, the speed limit. You weren't doing anything crazy. Yeah. You, were just, you were just driving your car. Yeah. Okay. And you were pulled over. Yeah, I was, yeah. Like, I was like, I have my, I wasn't worried about the insurance because my insurance was up to date. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah. I have insurance coverage. And he went back to his car with, his, my, with my document. 
I don't know to check. I don't know if 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 it's real. Mm. And he came back. Do you know what he, the funny thing he told me was like? It was like next time, be careful when driving. I was like, what? Mm. I was like, what's what's this? Mm-hmm. At that point, I was I was afraid mm-hmm. because before then, my dad when I just came to Canada, my dad has told he told told us like that his friends were put over by cops just because they drive expensive cars. Mm. Seeing a black man in in, in Mercedes Benz like driving expensive car is is really is a big deal. So I had that understanding. So I had to be quiet. I was afraid that at that point I was afraid. So he when he told me I'm like what? So I drove away. The second time I was I was driving with my friend. My friend was driving. We were coming from Paris. Mm-hmm. And and uh I was in the car. He wasn't driving like he wasn't like driving above speed limit. It was within speed limit. He got pulled over. My friend drives a Mercedes Benz. So he got pulled over by the cops. He had, he had uh, his window tinted. And, and I was like, what's this? So he, the cop asked him for his, the same thing the cop did to me. He did the same thing to him. He asked for document and he came back and I was like, he was asking some silly questions, some, some irrelevant questions. I was like, What's, what's going on in this country? Mm. So at that point, that was when what my dad told me yeah. dawned on me. I, beca- I became like, this is reality. Yeah. It's really happening, right? Yeah. Wow. So I was, I was fortunate enough not to, be, not to be dead, right? Not to end up like, like George Floyd. Mm. So it's something that, was, that, that scared me. Uh, at that at that point, but one thing is that we should, as humans, we should. Uh, I don't think we should just differentiate ourselves because of the color of our skin. Yeah, right. We we have we we are created by God, mm-hmm. by the same God. We are yeah. all we all have the same. The Bible said God created us in his own image Amen. after his likeness. That's right. Yeah. So I don't think God created us to say, okay, you, you are black. You're going to be different. Mm-hmm. Right. No. His intention wasn't that. Mm. Yeah. So. It, you're saying that your dad actually warned you that there would be. That my dad told us. Yeah. When, you know, when, you, when you guys are growing when up. You, that, when you. Well, you come when we just when we just came to Canada, we were yeah. new, so we didn't know that we didn't know more about the country. Right. And my dad was like, "Okay, this is what's going on in the country. You have to be very careful." Yeah. Because it has happened to his friends, like got pulled over by cops because right. they drive expensive cars. And it's it's an interesting thing because you know here we are in Canada, and you're hearing about a lot of these things happening in the states. You know, all these different names that we've mentioned before uh, happening in the states, and I think there's that easy. Um, tendency in some of us to go, oh, you know, that's an American thing. You know, that, that's a U.S. thing. We'll, we'll talk to Raul in just a bit about, yeah. you know, the U.S. experience versus the Canadian experience. But, but like, this is, this is Canada here. And, um, you know, to, to hear that, you know, these are things that, you know, th- there, there is racism in Canada for sure. 
um, I, I decided to look up some stats on criminal justice system in Canada, and 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 there, there's there's one uh, society called the John Howard Society, which is not specifically talking about uh, you know out to fight racism, but they're more just about you know kind of tackling injustices in the criminal justice system. And, and this is what they 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 they, they, they came up with some uh, figures that they wanted to share regarding how uh, the criminal justice system in Canada treats blacks. And indigenous, like Black Canadians, Indigenous Canadians, that's First Nation Canadians, um, and uh, this is back in 2017. Uh, they said that you know Black youth in Canada are twice as likely as white youth to be stopped regularly uh, or searched by police. Um, black people in Toronto are 50% more likely to be taken into police custody, and 100% more likely. That's basically twice as likely to be held overnight than white people, even taking account same criminal history and age. Um, and when it comes to their release, more conditions are imposed on black people from if it's, you know, if they're placed in jail. Um, that's, it's one of those things where, um, what Paul you're sharing is not, isn't, is not just your experience. It's, it's definitely some, something that other people, uh, other black people in Canada have, have talked about, have, uh, have, you know, had similar experiences. Um, and it just goes to show that, you know, I think when I started seeing the stats, I, st- my, I think my bubble started to burst a little bit because, you know, I'm, I'm a I'm a CBC Canadian born Chinese guy. And, and I, I can live in my own little bubble here in Vancouver where I don't really see these things. I'm not really aware of these things. But to hear these things from 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 you, Paul, and from from other people, it just kind of opens your eyes. To see, actually, you know, there, there's maybe more to this world than what we think, and and you know, we can kind of hide behind our Christian, yeah, God loves everyone. But if we don't actually understand what's going on, we can't really take a stand for anything unless if, if we're ignorant about it. Um, and so, you know, I, I want to. Uh, bring some attention to the chat room right now and thank you guys so much for being uh like an amazing uh an amazing group just watching tonight um we in preparation for this conversation uh, asked you to take a look at a conversation another conversation between uh td jakes bishop td jakes of the potter's house in texas and carl lentz pastor carl lentz from hillsong new york uh do you guys have a chance to, to take a look at that it, i i can see you guys on the screen you, you give, give me a wave if you got or, or, or you know give me a hand if you saw that yeah awesome yeah maybe maybe if your screen if your video is off and many of your video is off and that's okay but show me a hand yeah i see i see some of that i see some of that anymore anymore Anymore? Yeah, I see that. That's that's great. That's cool. Um, let me. I, I'm just going to ask our tech team, uh, DJ Hello Kitty. Her name is Amy. Uh, could could you could you could you just show us a, a clip, just a one minute clip of that video, please? And actually, he, he, here we go. Sorry, sorry. Let, let, let's just stop right there. Is b- before we show this clip, for those of you who've seen this video before, you saw it. I, I, I want to ask this one question as the rest of us watch this. Is it what is one thing that you learned or one thing that impacted you from watching that conversation, uh, that whole video? It's about an hour and a half. We're not going to show the whole hour and a half. We're just going to show one minute of it. But just, just so that we can get some interaction and hear what you're thinking, hear what you're feeling. Uh, what, what, what is one way that you were impacted by the conversation? Maybe one thing you learned, uh, like a feeling you came out of that conversation with? Uh, and you know, if you could share that in the chat room, I'd love, I'd love to see it uh, and, uh, and engage, in, engage with you guys on that. Uh, this is, uh, this is uh, you know, a conversation between Bishop T.D. Jakes and Pastor Carl Lentz. Check it out. Jesus was Jesus because he got into trouble. And the people who signed his death warrant were church people. The religious people hated Jesus. And if you're going to follow Jesus, religion hates relationship. Oh, wow. And you have a choice to either be a religious person or to have a relationship with God. 
And, and the challenge is, is to have the kind of relationship with God that you love who he loves. My wife says this all the time. She says, if you shout want to know out what to people, the first lady who we love. Yeah, shout out to the first lady. <laughs> My wife says, if you want to know what people think about you, watch how their children treat, treat you. Well. Because if, if, they've been, if the parents have been talking about you in the house, the children are going to treat you funny. You, you know why? Because children love who their parents love. Mm. And if we are the children of God, then we ought to love who God loves. We ought, to, we ought to care when God cares, and we ought to fight when God fights. Thanks so much, uh, Amy, for that. Uh, DJ Hello Kitty, thanks so much. That's great. Um, the, uh, the thing that I want you guys to, to do right now, people in the chat room, could you, could you just share with me, like, what, what is one thing that you guys uh, learned from that conversation, one feeling you left with, or one way that you were impacted. I got, I got to hear. Uh, you know, one person said, you know, it, it's about, you know, it's it's about regarding a human. It's it's about regarding a human life with dignity. Yeah, it's about treating people with dignity. Uh, and another person wrote, uh, you know, Sheena wrote, you know, genuine relationship with people and God. Um, Hans wrote that one thing that impacted me was how he expressed the injustice, the way he described it from firsthand experience on the behalf of his friends and family left a huge impression on what black Americans go, are going through. Uh, yeah, uh, you know, Denny said, uh, you know, do, do, we lo- do we love who Jesus loves? I, I love that quote from, from Bishop Jakes. He said, you know, if, if we are the children of God, then we are to love, we, we, we will love whom God loves. We will love who our father loves. Um, and God's heart is for every person in the skin that they're in. He loves them. That's why he made them that way. That's why he made us the way that we are. Uh, and, and we are to love the same way if we're the children of God. Andrew said, you know, we are the children of God, love who God loves, care for what God cares for, fight for what God fights for. Yeah, Rachel, uh, Rachel wrote, one thing that stood out to me was when Bishop T.D. Jakes talks about how the facial recognition on an iPhone is not designed yeah, to recognize yeah, yeah, faces other than white individuals. It sheds light on how technology and business yeah. is inherently biased the in-groups, those who are just like them. Marcy wrote, it's not okay to be silent as people of God. Those are all great thoughts, guys. And thanks so much for sharing those. And, and here's, here's the thing is like, uh, you know, Raul, I, I'd, I'd love to hear from you. Um, you know, you uh, came from the States. You, you grew up in the States yeah. uh, and, and you, you, you came here uh, just a few years ago. And I, I, I'm curious, maybe you can give uh, everyone a sense as to like the, maybe uh, not all of necessary, but like some of the places that you've lived yeah. and, like uh, for for those of us who are inclined to live in our bubble, and go, oh, then, you know this racism stuff. This, it's, it's an American thing, man. Right. Like you know, not right. not in Canada. You know, like would love to hear your perspective on that. Like what what what's what's been your experience with that? Yeah. So just to give everybody that's listening a bit of context. Um, so I was born in Los Angeles, right? I lived there first nine years of my life, and then we moved to little old town, uh, Reno, Nevada. It's a, it's a very small town. Uh, so that's in northern Nevada, and um, that's basically where I grew up the rest of my life, right? And I just moved to Canada five years recently. And so, um, you know, seeing all this happen in the U.S. right now, I, I still feel like I'm in the U.S., right? Mm, this pain, yeah. I feel the pain, right? Like seeing this hurt because the, the protests, you see the protests, um, forget the writing. Just the protest, the, the yelling, the screaming, it, it's pain. It's mm-hmm. pain that has not been heard. It's pain that's been silenced too much. And so to see it, you feel it. And, and, and even though I'm in another country, 
But one thing that I've noticed is that it's it's not privy just to the U.S. We know this to be factual because the 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 protests, the marches don't aren't just contained to the U.S. And that mm. shows us that the rest of the world has experienced this type of ignorance. Right. Mm. Um, it You know, this ignorance is not obliged to a geographic region. Right. We know that. Um, like you said earlier, this is not a political issue. This is a spiritual issue. Mm-hmm. And therefore, you know, sin is all around. Right. right? It, 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 and so um, my experience living in Canada, I mean, my first thought was like, Phew, you know, good thing I'm in Canada now. <laughs> but, but then you see videos surface from within these weeks too, right? Like the officers, uh, you know, abusing of the, the chief uh, from one of the First, one of the First Nations, Nations right? Yep. And 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 that's recent. It's yep. not like they had to dig it up from YouTube like 20 years ago. That's mm. recent, and so uh, that just goes to show us that the problem's not just a U.S. problem. This is this is a humanity problem. Yeah, no, that's really well said. That's really well said. Yeah, I remember the first time I think I experienced any kind of overt racism in Canada. I believe I was in kindergarten at the time, and mm. you know, I was just like playing in some kind of preschool kindergarten. Um, and I remember I was, I think we we're in the sandbox and there's this other guy who I guess wanted the same toy that I was playing with. And, and I guess I didn't want to give it to him. And, and, and he, and he walked away and I remember him saying, you chink. And, um, mm. and to me, I was like, even I think at that point, I didn't really understand it. Like I, I heard the thing before, but later on when I was explaining to you what it is, I think it was like, I think for some reason at what, what are five years old, I guess there was that like gut feeling in me that that probably didn't just come from him that was probably something that someone taught him right Right. that you don't get that word just from nowhere you probably get that from somewhere Mm -hmm. um whether it was who who knows where that came from um i remember when i was in high school um and i i I, this one i find a bit funnier but like like it's just one of those where um i i was i was on an alaskan cruise uh, with my family and, and I guess you know it was one of those where I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise before but you know like like some people find that you know there's they're, they're really excited and then they find that there's actually not a whole lot to do on the boat right and so we so I'm, I'm, I'm playing piano because there's a piano there and 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 after and I'm there with like some of my cousins and then I, I get off the piano and then there's a guy on the boat uh, and he goes hey Ching Chong and I was like I, I was like you talk to me <laughs> yeah Ching Chong uh, he called me Ching Chong right? and he's like Good playing, wow. uh, and and this is the thing is like I, I don't think he meant it in any kind of ill way. I think it was just more maybe just not that sensitive, and you know he's you know, like, that, like I, I think he may have been um, yeah like I don't know, but it was one of those where um, like I didn't take offense so much because I, I I think you, you know kind of when you when you talk to someone and you can you think you can sense their heart and you and I didn't sense hate. I didn't sense anger or anything. I, I think he was actually genuinely trying to connect with me. Just maybe not in like like if so. If you're not Chinese in this place, you're watching this. Do, do not call your Chinese friends Ching Chong. All right, <laughs> it's, just, it's just a weird thing to say. Right, but I found it funny though. I found it. I, I found it like like it was one of those where it didn't really like offend me as much as it kind of made me laugh. That there's that kind of dynamic going on. Um, but is this one of those things where I find that here in Vancouver, when it comes to racism, actually the racism that I see in Vancouver is not so out loud and overt. You know, I know lately you've been seeing, you know, vandalism and more comments these days from people. But I think for the long time, I feel like racism in Canada, in Vancouver is one where it's actually very quiet. Mm. It's actually almost under the table. And it's almost like you're not going to see as you, and thank God, I mean, at least till now, it's not like we, we don't see burning buildings right now. We don't see huge 
uh, bouts of like mass violence and, and things like that um, as much as we see in the States. But I, I think what I see in Vancouver, the kind of racism I see is it's almost like there's like the invisible wall is like, you know, people kind of just stick to their own kind and it's kind of like, okay, you're fine to be you, I'll be me, but we don't talk to each other, we don't socialize, we don't relate to one another, we don't, you know, understand. But the moment we get close, the moment you start to, like, you know, disturb me a little bit, that's when all of my prejudices start coming out. And I, I think that's, and, and, and this, is the, 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 this, this is something that I think is really um, something that's, um, I think something we ought to come, come to grips with is that you don't need to be violent to be racist. Right. You don't need to call someone a racial slur to be racist. It, you, you might not say anything out loud. You might not express it out loud. But if, you, if, if there's a thought in your mind where you make prejudgments about people based on the color of their skin, that, that itself is already racism. Right. right? And it's, it's one of those things where there's almost like this invisible wall where, where we, don't, we, don't, we, don't, we hang out with our own kind. We don't really do our, and it, we, we don't really cross that bridge. Um, that's the racism I see in Vancouver. Um, I, I want to ask Pastor Tim because you know Pastor Tim, you know, you're you're um, one of those very unique guys that I've that I've known in my life. Where I, I've seen you bring to church um, people of every stripe and every color. You know, I, I've seen you bring black people. I've, I've seen you bring white people. I bring, I've seen you bring Asian people. I've seen you bring brown people. I've, I've seen you like w- like dealing with all sorts and loving and welcoming people and connecting with people just regardless of their color regardless of their background, and, and you're one of the best I know at, at that. And I, I wanted to ask you tonight, like, for you, like, what, what is it that allows you to do that? What allows, it, what allows you to, to connect with people that way, you know, going across that invisible wall, if you will, you know? Like, what, what, what is it? Well, thank you, Pastor, uh, for those kind remarks. I don't know if I'm that good at it, but <laughs> we do work at it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think... I want to I want to give some credit to my parents. Uh, they were very non-religious but genuine Christians, mm. and we had uh, Dad was a farmer and he had land that was quite close to the Native First Nations Aboriginal area reserve, and. Um, my dad was always very, very kind to the Aboriginal people. They were notorious for running out of gas with their cars. And they'd, you know, they'd stop in front of farms and they'd always be begging for gasoline when mm. they run out of gas. Mm. And you know, some of, the, some of the people who were not Christians were very frustrated and angry with them and they'd call them down for this. Dad would give them free gas. Wow. He just give it away. You go, you know. Nice seeing you. Have a good day, kind of thing. And um, and I, I I'm so thankful for a Christian example like that. Another yeah. thing that really moved me in the direction of caring for all kinds of people and uh, not discriminating because of the color of skin is we had missionaries in our family. Hmm. Uh, that went to foreign countries. Uh, one was in Ethiopia, gave his life to Ethiopians, to going into remote areas, planting mission stations and this kind of thing. And uh, I looked at his life and I said, you know, that's like Jesus and I want to be like that. That's cool. And you know, I, I think a good example has a powerful effect on our lives. 
and I and again I credit it to the fact that there were some people who modeled loving people like Jesus loved people. Yeah. And uh, I kind of said in my heart of hearts when I was a young guy, I want to be like that. Yeah. And uh, I think it helped me a little bit along the way to maybe produce something of that kind of care. And and I get very upset when I see people Ill- ill-treated. Um, you know, it's, it's not only the physical kind of thing, but it's words. Mm-hmm. And I saw it in our school because uh, we had a split of um, uh, mostly European background people in the school that I, I grew up in. And then there were the, uh, uh, what we called native or back then Indian, we used to call them, uh, Aboriginal people. And um, it, it was very, very upsetting to hear the words that were spoken. Mm. Uh, our teachers were were quite good, but um, but individuals, different students, would remark and say very very terrible things about these people. Yeah, yeah. And and, and words are very powerful. Yeah, and they're very very destructive. Yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, words are murderous. Mm. If they're the wrong words, they're mm. they're they have a murderous, destructive intent. Right. And I say, God deliver us from that. For sure, it's uh, it's so interesting that, yeah, and it's come up as a theme here in our conversation about the importance of family influence and parenting, you know, and and how that can influence the way we 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 see others and and things. And so, you know, I, I think it's awesome that you had sounds like you had some had had, had two really great parents and and, and your dad who uh, you modeled that for you and. And I think it just goes through for, for everyone here who's a dad, you know, or a dad to be, or a mom, or a mom to be, uh, or you're a big sister, you're a big brother. Um, such an important lesson here is just that the way we model, or the way we, you know, the way we treat the like other people, our neighbors, um, you know, especially people that look different from us, um, our our little ones are watching, and they they're going to actually take what we're doing and indirectly directly consciously or subconsciously take that in and so what better time than now to be modeling how jesus loves um if you believe that say amen amen, amen. um you know last couple of questions you guys have been awesome so thankful for you guys tonight um uh, a question that i have is this is and I, I want you to help me to pastor this church and you guys are you know you guys are in many ways leaders in this church you know and and i i want you guys to to, to help me here too is that you know here in vancouver we are a you know a, a, like a heavily asian city you know richmond itself is like 55 percent chinese officially um you look at our church and it, it's reflected there too is that there's it's it right now as it stands we currently have a lot of asians a lot a lot of a lot of a lot of chinese people and my my question is this is because all this time we've like you know we've been saying and in in past in the most recent past past year or two we've been saying it even more expressly and overtly than before we are not a chinese church that happens to have other nationalities with us we are a multicolored multiracial multiethnic multicultural church because that's the kingdom of god and and and, and my 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 question for you guys is for for all of us who are kind of the fact knowing and being honest with the fact that you know we are like we have a lot of Asians in the church, what can 
like, and you can talk to me as an Asian. You can talk to all the people who are Asian here because we're the, the majority in many ways, at least numbers numbers wise here. What can we do? Um, or you know, maybe, maybe you can talk about us as a church. How can we do a better job of reaching, loving, welcoming, connecting with people who don't come from an Asian background? Like, what 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 are your thoughts on that? Would lo- would love to hear you guys share on that one because I think I think I think we all need to learn on that one. What are your thoughts? So I if, if, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I th- I think one of the the best things we can do, and and I'll just say that for me it was the given opportunity, right? Um, like, like Paul, uh, I didn't know anybody here really in Canada to say, oh, you know, we're gonna go find the the Spanish church, right? And and um, we actually did, but we just there wasn't this piece like this is where we belonged, mm-hmm. and it was interesting because you know you would me come from the states you know we, we we were at a spanish church we walk into this church and again the big the the, the majority that you see here is is chinese right yeah, you would think we would be discouraged right. mm-hmm. um but it was quite the opposite and i think uh the reason why is because i felt valued like god values mm. right i was seen as a person i was seen like paul says not for the color of my skin, not for the features that that made me different from the other people here at our church, um, but just as a person. And, and there was just this genuine uh, love and, and and just like, hey, how's it going? I want what, what's your name? And, and and you feel that. And I think as a church, what we need to continue doing is, um, you know, you mentioned earlier, break out of your 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 bubble mm-hmm. if you can, because it's part of your routine. Yeah. Open up for the moments when God presents someone outside of your bubble. That's great. Rather than stay silent and just kind of ignore, open up. Totally. Um, Because one of the most powerful things my dad shared with me when I was uh, in middle school, he said, it doesn't matter if they're skinheads, punk rockers, gangsters, whatever, you know, they may be labeled as say good morning and look them in the eye. And I never realized how powerful that was, but what I was being taught at that moment was to value that person as a person, right. To, to show them that they matter. Right. And, and we, as a church, we need to do the same because Jesus modeled that Mm. he sat at the table with the sinners, with, with the rejected ones. Uh, he even went out into the community and asked for their water, right. To the Samaritans went to the well and said, let me have you of your water. And and we need to do the same thing. Um, be, be intentional about exposing ourselves to, to those communities. And if not, when God intervenes and introduces someone into your community, open up, you know, that's a good hello. Don't be afraid. That's right. Get out of the bubble, reach out, be involved, be involved. Yeah. That's great. Love it. Paul or Pastor Tim? Uh, to add to what uh, Raul just said, I I would say for us to embrace diversity yeah. and inclusion. Yeah. But I see that we're already doing that here. Mm. Because I'm an example. Mm. I when I came here, I I looked around. I was the only black person in the church. Mm. But the the way tribe work on me was was awesome i that's that was that was one of the reasons i kept on coming like coming wow coming to tribe so i think we should embrace diversity and inclusion yeah and uh we should 
we should listen to to people that that have different color yeah from us you know the best way to really to understand the way people feel is to listen to them sometimes you cannot you cannot be like be on their shoes to to know what they feel but you can listen to them and sympathize like like with them and know, to know the things they're going through jesus jesus in the bible jesus illustrated so many times in the mm-hmm. bible he yeah. he was a good listener jesus always listened to people like to 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 hear what what they're going to say yeah and give them like like perfect answer like mm-hmm. a good answer that they would live with yeah that's great that's excellent pastor tim any thoughts yeah i think to include people in our lives um not not just in the lobby of the church but uh to do things together with people mm. that are of a different uh background right uh can be a lot of fun and uh get out and do things together uh, over the years for instance i have invited people that are of a different color or whatever to come with, with me to uh remembrance day service in uh in richmond mm-hmm. where there's every kind of people gathered and um and you know just going together to something like that gives you a something that you're doing in common right. and, and I, I, again doing church together is really good talking in the foyer is really really good all that but i think we need to go beyond that and i think mm-hmm. even when it comes to hiring people yeah at one point in our lives we had a business and um and we hired people from uh, a race that was not ours yeah and um and so i think that really makes people feel important right uh, one of the ways that um the muslims won a lot of people to their faith in singapore mm. i understand was they hired people who were buddhists had nothing who were very poor and gave them a job let them feel they were important and thus they won them wow. and I, i think we can win people in those ways as yeah. well and and even how we conduct ourselves in business how hard we drive a bar, for a bargain mm-hmm. you know some christians are you know they're so they, they so Uh, feel like they've given away their tie that they must steal it from somebody when they're buying something. <laughs> God dealt with me on that one. I, I I was buying a car and I was driving for a bargain and I didn't I didn't buy the the car but God spoke to me to go back to that man because he had worked with me and give him money and thank him for attempting to sell me a car even though I didn't buy a car from him. Wow. Wow. <laughs> and uh you know, I think how we conduct ourselves in in those areas because because we're running into different cultures, you know, you go, sure. go to North Van, yep. you're you got Iranians, you know, you, you come here you got all the different cultures and for sure. Uh, yeah. I, I think we uh yeah, showing kindness even even when we're purchasing something. Yeah. That's no, right. it's great. You know. That's great. That's great. So love what you guys had to say Raul mentioned getting out of your bubble reach out don't be shy get out loud you know you know Paul talking about you know 
be a great listener, you know, and just love, love your story about how you felt really welcomed here. I'm so, I'm so glad to hear that because that's exactly what we want people to feel is that, you know, no matter what the color of your skin, no matter what your background, you belong in this family right. and, and, and you're, you are family to us. And I'm, I'm, I'm so glad to hear that. And, and you know, Pastor Tim just talking about like ordinary conversations um, and in you know, those places of giving people roles where they feel like that, that they can contribute um, and others can see it also good. I, l- let me, let me share a couple more. Cause I, I've been in situations in, in my life when I lived in different cities where I was in a church and I was the minority, right? And, and in one case, it's like, I was, I was the only one who didn't speak their language, you know, in the other case, yeah, actually in both cases, I was the only one who didn't really speak their language. And, and I, I can tell you this and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this one too. But I find that when, when, when you are sort of, uh, the minority in a group, whether it's in church or it's a group of friends or it's in work, is that there's, there's already the feeling of a slightly uneven playing field. And it's one of those things where um, it doesn't take a lot to feel like this place isn't for me. Mm. Um, and so one of those things where you can say, oh, you know, I just treat everyone equally, you know, no matter, like I, I, I treat this person, you know, I, I, I give 10, like 10 out of 10, this, or I, I give you know, 5 out of 10, this, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, 5, I, I just give it all equally. But the, here, here's the thing that we got to recognize that if, if, you're li- if you're dealing in a culture where there's, you're, there's people predominantly of one color or one background and you have someone who's not of that background or color, you, you want to work extra hard to reach the person who's in the minority. Amen. Because yep. otherwise, if you treat everyone equal, then you're actually you're actually not recognizing the differences mm. and 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 so even things like you know like little things that we'll try to teach our, our church is that you know like when when you are with people in the foyer and praise god one day we'll be back in the foyer together <laughs> but when what like when we're in the foyer is that we we try to have when we have conversations and saying you're a group of people and 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 three out of the four people uh you know are you know they they speak for example they speak mandarin but the fourth person does not speak mandarin don't speak in mandarin get that person to be included speak in a language you all understand right yeah. and and, and so, so it's language it's even stuff like when you have someone who's new whether they're you know regardless of the color of their skin if they're just new is that you you just go out of your way you leave the other conversations that you could have with people that you already know you leave them behind you can always do that at any other time but you since that person is there just like raul said you spot that person you just believe that you know god brought this person for a reason god loves this person we love this person let's go and let's reach out to this person with, with like let, let's work extra hard to, to to welcome that person uh it's it's those kind of things uh, that i find when 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 we do it it makes such a difference Amen. and yeah. i think people will feel that difference as well and so i, I want to encourage us to just just like each one of these gentlemen said reach out listen um you know go out of your way um all really great things. Uh, last question, and we're going to be done. I, I, I want to be sensitive to time here. One, one last question. I, I, I could sit here with you guys for you know all night and just <laughs> yeah. hang, hang out and put some put some pizza on the on the table. Yes. We're, we're going to play some video games later. Actually, you guys are welcome to join us later if you want. But we're going to play some <laughs> video games after this. Uh, Pastor Tim, you, you, uh, video games? No, maybe we'll see. You, you, you can think about it. But but here, that's more generational thing. Maybe. But, but the thing is, this is well, that last question. I know that right now a lot of people are angry in the world. Like. Uh, you know, in the world, a lot of people are are upset. They're disturbed, um, and they want to see change. Here, here's here's my here's here's the last question for you guys: Is what is one thing that you hope people in our church, in our church family, one thing you hope people in our church family will do or learn from all that has happened these past few weeks regarding race and racism? If they, like, what's what's if there's one message that you want them to go home with? 
after seeing all that's been happening, you know, what, 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 what is that message? You know, if there's one thing, what, what would that be? And we'll start with, start with any, but, but Paul would love, love for you to start if you can. Um, like. I would say, I would say that, uh, first, uh, we, we must, uh, we must acknowledge that there's a problem. Mm. In order for us to solve uh, a problem, we, you must know that there is a problem for you to yeah, solve that's right. that Amen. problem. Yeah. So that's first thing to do. Then another thing, we we must act. We must do the right thing. Yeah. Doing the right thing means standing up against injustice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Doing the right thing means uh, embracing diversity. Yeah. That's great. Pastor Tim. I wonder also if we have it in us to wherever there is an opportunity where we see somebody that either directly or indirectly has been hurt, that we go with an apology and mm. we say, you know, I'm so sorry yeah. for what I saw and uh, and how you are related to that a little bit in by race mm-hmm. and uh, i hope i can help alleviate some of the pain just yeah. by an apology saying i'm right. sincerely sorry for what's happening to your yeah. people no it's great and yeah. um, that can that can soften mm-hmm. you know the bible says a soft answer turns away wrath that's great yeah and uh, and wherever we can do that and show softness and kindness. I think it'll go a long way. That's great. That's great, Pastor Tim. For sure. For sure. Love that. Raul, any thoughts? Yeah, I would. I would say, um, with with how loud um, you know this movement is, we need to listen, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like Paul said, it, part of listening is is giving that acknowledgement that there is a problem. Yeah. Mm. And um, I'm reminded by the letter James, right, where it says, show me your faith through those actions, right? We preach that we have a loving God. And so through our actions, let's show that love. Yeah. Um, you know, we preach of a God who brings peace. We preach about a God who is justice. Mm-hmm. Well, let's show it. Yeah. Let's reflect it. When we see injustice, let's call it out. Yeah. Right. Um, when we've done harm, let's humble ourselves, ask for forgiveness, you know, and say, hey, sorry. Yeah. That was wrong, you know, in, in, in my inaction or in my action, I committed something wrong. And, and so I think, you know, it starts by listening and then we move forward with action. So that's so great. You know, I, I, I you know, for, for all the people who are watching, I, I hope you're you're getting something from here tonight. I, I certainly am. I, I want to thank you guys so much for all that you had to share tonight. I, I went into this, and a lot of you guys know this, is like, you know, I, I don't claim to be an expert in this area. I think this is an area where I lived in my bubble and still live in a bubble, but it's something where I want to understand. And I think, um, you know, it's that the idea that before you can take a stand, you need to take a seat. And I think for me, thank you so much for just taking a seat with me and just, like, letting me hear um, the things on your heart, your experiences, because that, I think, helps me. I think helps everyone who's watching this today that, um, you know, that we uh, as uh, a church family, that we can be a model for how to love one another, um, how God made us to love one another. And and it, and I, I believe it begins here. I think it begins in our church. Um, and with that in mind, I, I just wanted us to point us to Revelation chapter 7, 9 and 10. 
Um, and uh, this is just one verse we want to take a look at before we finished off tonight. Um, it's, it's on the screen right there. And it just says, uh, after this I looked, and uh, this is the Apostle John talking. He's got this vision of heaven. And, uh, and this is what he says is, after this I looked, and there before me was a great multitude that no one, no one could count from every nation, tribe, people, and language standing before the throne and before the Lamb. They were wearing white robes and were holding palm branches in their hands. And they cried out in a loud voice, Salvation belongs to our God who sits on the throne and to the Lamb. And, you know, this is a picture of heaven and it's people of every nation, every tribe, every color, every language, every culture standing before the throne and they're all, they're all giving worship in the same direction. And to me, I find interesting, don't you find interesting that in heaven, it's like, you, it seems as though you retain your race, you retain your color in heaven, right? Yeah. Like, you, apparently, you don't, you don't stay married in heaven. That, that, that Jesus is quite clear about that, is that you don't, like, you're, you're not, you, it's, it's, it's not like that, Jesus says. But your race, which is a big part of who we are, we retain that when we go to heaven. That's, just, it's, that, that's how big of a part of the way that God made us, that that, that race is. And, and it just goes to show that God's heart, God's family, God's kingdom, God's church is for every nation, every tribe, every people, every color, every language, and that we're all standing before the same God who loves each and every one of us in the skin that we're in. Um, and so, you know, with, with that in mind, you know, I, I want to thank you guys so much. Can we give a big hand? Uh, I, I know we can't hear you, but can, can we at least see you guys? And could you just give a big hand to our amazing guests tonight? Thanks to Pastor Tim, to Paul, to Raul. Huge thank you to you guys tonight. Um, you guys said some, some great things that I'm going to take home with me. You guys look great. We could do like a GQ magazine, uh, you know, cover shoot the way that you guys are looking right now. The, o- the only way I could consider us looking any better than this is if we had like, uh, you know, if we had Sandra, Pastor Tim's wife here, we had Marcy, Raul's wife here, Pastor Shar here, and you know, Paul is the most eligible bachelor. Uh, you know, you know, he's 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 the youngest That's among right. us, not married yet. That's One right. day when he's got his girlfriend or his wife here, his 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 lovely girlfriend wife here, uh, you know, when that day happens, uh, you know, he can join us too, and uh, and uh, she can join us as well. By the way, if you want to uh, get to know Paul, you can reach him at seven seven. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, the, the, you, you, you can reach out to Paul yourself. All right. And so, but. Uh, here's the thing is, uh, yeah, maybe one day we'll do a quadruple date one day. But um, uh, one of those things, yeah, w- would love to hear the perspective of the ladies one day as well on this. But so glad we have the men in here tonight. Thank you so much, guys, for all that you did tonight, all that you shared. Um, I thought since we're here, let's pray. Let's thank God for an amazing time to spend just sharing our lives, sharing our hearts, sharing our minds. Uh, you know, hopefully it's been a, an understanding building kind of conversation, one that God is going to use to move our church forward together to become the truly united church that God made us to be and a model for our city, a model for our country, a model for North America um, of how you can truly love one another in the skin that you're in and be a united family. And so with that in mind, why don't you do this? Those of you who are watching online, join me in this right now. Could you just, could you lift your hands to God? And would you give God some thanks tonight for the things that we got to learn, the things we got to discuss, the things we got to share? Uh, would you just give God some thanks tonight? And, you know, if, if there is any part of you tonight, as we're lifting up our hands and talking to God, if there's any part of you that, that has struggles on the stuff that we're talking about, maybe even to this day there is a, a certain group, uh, you know, a racial group, an ethnic group that you automatically have negative feelings about, I, I encourage you to, to bring those to God tonight. 
I encourage you God, to, to humble yourself before God and to ask God to give you uh, a new vision, uh, a new way of seeing people, a new way of seeing yourself. Uh, you know, if you're, if you're the type who, uh, you know, doesn't really get into, get out of your bubble, you don't really socialize with anyone outside of your own culture, you can, you can, you can come before God and say, God, would you help me to get out of my bubble? You know, if you're someone who, uh, you know, tends to stereotype people, you tend to, you know, share jokes that reinforce stereotypes, you, you can come to God tonight and, and just say, God, I, I got so much to learn. Let's all, whatever, whatever the situation might be where you might be tonight, let's humble ourselves before God. Let's come to God with, uh, an, uh, with a humble, heart, an open heart, an attitude of gratitude. Let's just come to God because he loves you and me so much. Let's just come to him right now. Would you start talking to God right now? Would you join me in praying that we would truly be a united church family, that we would truly be you know, a, a church that is truly just multicultural, multi-ethnic, multi-racial, multi-colored in every single way. Let's all pray in that direction right now. Can we just do that right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Praise your name. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, God. Thank you so much, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise you, Father. Praise you, God. Praise you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Praise your name. Thank you, Father. Thank you, God. God, I want to thank you so much for this night when we can come together, you know, even in this room right now, you know, we've got our family heritage, we've got Europe, we've got Central, we've got Latin America, we've got, we got Africa, we've got Asia. We're all somehow converged here at this spot where you kind of just connected our stories together and all the people watching online, how we come from different backgrounds that you connected us all together. We came from different countries, yet you connect us all together to be a family of different nations and different colors and different races and different cultures. We thank you so much for the way you created us. We thank you so much for the story you're writing here at Thrive Church. We thank you so much for the opportunity to learn tonight. And God, for those of us here who need to repent of wrong ways of thinking, wrong attitudes, smugness, pridefulness, uh, you know, contempt for no really good, any good reason, just because we jump to conclusions. Father, we, we ask God for your forgiveness tonight. We ask God for just humble hearts that will be able to recognize that we've got so much to learn and so much more to, to listen and so much more to understand. We ask God that starting here at Thrive Church, that we will be a model for how to love one another, a model for what a family in Christ looks like, a model for how we can truly be a just regardless of our background, that we love each other in the skin that we're in because that's the way you love us. We thank you so much, God, for the, what, what you've been doing in the lives of the people who are watching this video right now, who are watching and, and part of this prayer meeting right now. We say, God, more of you, more of you in our lives. Let your will be done. Let your kingdom come. Build your church through us. May we see that vision of 
every tribe, every language, every culture, every color, every nation coming and standing before the throne to proclaim Jesus Christ as our King together, to proclaim God as our Father together, to proclaim that you are all that, that you are all we need and that we all belong to one name, the name of Jesus. We thank you so much. We pray all of your blessing on everyone watching tonight, on all of my special guests tonight. Thank you so much that because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and he rose again from the grave, we have the greatest example of what, of what love looks like. We have the greatest hope for tomorrow and that the best is yet to come. We thank you so much tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Would you give God a big hand, a big shout in this place together right now, wherever you are?